Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast. And this week we are maybe, finally, definitely, almost certainly at the end of the Activision Blizzard Microsoft Sun. And joining me as ever, it's Eurogamer's news team. Sat next to me, it's Ed Nightingale. Hi, Tom. Hello. Sorry to see you. <laughs> and Victoria Nightingale. Uh, Victoria Nightingale. <laughs> Big news. A lot uh, has happened, guys. Watches, <laughs> Victoria Kennedy. Hello. <laughs> Not on the sofa, but uh, now I wish well, I was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining uh, me here, guys. And yeah, a really big week for the Microsoft thing. We, we sort of knew it was coming, but we didn't know when. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was quicker than we expected. It's been, what, a week? Just over a week? Just over a week. Just under a week. Yeah. We wrapped up last Thursday. We're recording this on the Wednesday. But, uh, I, I mean, there was sort of speculation it might come out. Oh, no, that was the week before, wasn't it? I was, mm-hmm. I was expecting Goodness, it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Time has lost Sorry, meaning. Yeah, just over a week. It's because they lost a couple of days as well to the American holiday on July 4th. Um, so yeah, we didn't know exactly when it was going to come down, but the decision was made public yesterday, 4pm UK time, and the decision was that Microsoft will not be blocked from buying Activision Blizzard, at least at this point, by the FTC. Um, were you expecting that? Yes, to be honest. Um, I think after everything that went down in the court case, it seemed like... Um, the FTC's argument was very much around exclusivity, whereas the CMA blocking it in the UK was much more around cloud gaming. Um, and it feels like the rest of the world was okay with Call of Duty and that whole argument. Um, it's it's just the UK on cloud gaming. So I think for the FTC to make that their argument um, was maybe an error, um, or at least maybe clearly was not a strong enough argument to to win over the court yeah. and jim ryan didn't turn up yes. i was gonna say i think jim ryan was obviously going to be like their big let's say star witness that's not the right phrasing but you you know what i mean he was going to be their big like heavy hitter this is like, we've got sony and the fact that he kind of phoned it in literally i don't know if that particularly helped their case do you think it would i been... think they made it a case too much about sony and then it was very easy i mean probably my favorite line from all of this uh, was the judge's sort of dismissal of all of these issues to do with Sony um, by saying that, yes, this deal is perhaps bad for Sony, but it's good for Call of Duty gamers and future gamers. Yes. And so by making it about Sony, it became this inter-business relationship. And it was quite easy then for Microsoft to come in and say, but we're doing this for the gamers. The 10-year deals. Think of the 10-year deals. Yeah. And the places that Call of Duty will be where it wasn't before. It'll be on Switch, you know? And and that's for someone like the judge has clearly decided that that's the bigger issue here rather than Sony's personal grievance against yeah. the competitor. 
yeah. it's not a console war as much as it's been pitted as that like this is a business decision um it's not just a sony versus microsoft the gamers picking their side um which is maybe what the ftc argument maybe appeared to be yeah yeah i, I think that's pretty much spot on i the, the way it was presented in court yeah it did make it feel more like console wars and as you said this is a business decision and you know, as the FTC, uh, sorry, as the judge ruled, you know, I think that actually what Microsoft is offering with their 10-year deals with Nintendo, NVIDIA, etc., it's actually going to potentially, in theory, if this goes through, you know, fully, will offer Call of Duty, etc., to more people that didn't have it before, like on the Nintendo. So, yeah. I, um... The, um there were quite a few reasons. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no, I was going to make a, a slightly quippy joke, which I'll say later. So you go first. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to say um, there were a couple of reasons. Well, there were a lot of reasons, actually, really why it failed. It didn't seem from the judgment to be a particularly close call. The judge was fairly certain on all of these counts that Microsoft wasn't about to pull Call of Duty from PlayStation. I don't think any of us really expected them to do that after everything that they had said, and they were able to quite openly say well this would be a terrible decision for x y and z and the judge agreed with them on that um the uh cloud streaming of game didn't really get too much of a discussion um if anything it was sort of the judgment along with microsoft's argument that it had signed these other deals and so before the merger there was no access to activision content on other cloud streaming services and because of sort of the concessions that Microsoft have done, even if it is just for that 10-year window, there now is. Um, and that overall then, this really, the situation benefited gamers and left um, them with a better overall sort of access to Activision titles than the current situation because of the concessions that Microsoft had made. Um, there was really sort of none of the hesitation that the CMA had said about cloud gaming and then it was this 10-year um, even in 10 years, you know, you, you don't know like what impact this is going to have and we don't want to monitor it for 10 years and beyond the 10 years, you know, if Microsoft owns this content, Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard, it's still giving them too big of a leg up and, you know, it's too early for us to really know how much of a leg up it's going to be. So we, we, we're blocking it out of caution. Um, none of that at all. It was pretty, It was pretty cut and dry, I would say. Yeah, and I think it, it for me it sort of makes the CMA's decision more interesting as to why have they pinned this so much on cloud gaming. It's when when that hasn't really featured as much in this court case. It yeah. feels like the UK is really trying to, I guess, future proof and and look ahead. But that's not the immediate argument that everybody else has has put forward. Um, so it. The CMA really does feel like an outlier. I mean, yeah, it is an outlier, but it, outlier. it feels even more so now after all the arguments in this court case that what they've pinned it on just hasn't really featured here. Yeah. Speaking of the Yesterday... uh, cloud gaming, even Jim Ryan, like I think we discussed this previous as well, but even Jim Ryan, whenever cloud gaming did come up during this court case, he wasn't particularly concerned by that aspect um, generally, or well, at least that's the impression he gave. So yeah, CMA is definitely an outlier in this one if even Jim Ryan's not trying to voice his concern about it right now yeah yeah um 
And then the other big piece of news yesterday, really um, off the back of this decision, was speaking of the CMA, the news that Microsoft and the CMA would now try again. Yeah. Um, this was a surprise to me um, that this has been happening so quickly. Maybe naively, I didn't sort of think, well, you know, this stuff's probably all happening behind the scenes. But it, it, it quite clearly has been because in line with the announcement yesterday of this FTC decision, you also had the comment from Brad Smith, Microsoft president, saying um, it is now in the public interest, public interest for the CMA and Microsoft to get back around the table. Um, so clearly they, they, they knew that the FTC decision was coming. They knew what it was going to be. And they said to the CMA, hey, guys, this is going to leave you looking like you're one out. Yeah, and I guess they, they ultimately want a fast decision on that so that they can get cracking on this deal that is most definitely now going to go through. I was going to say, see, um, since this uh, verdict, I now just think the deal is all but done, essentially. And yeah, the CMA, I don't think their hand has been forced because I realise that they are still a professional organisation in their own right. But it does feel very much now like, well, really, guys, like what, what, what is stopping us really now? We, we need to just get this done. In very like, there is definitely pressure on the CMA. Yeah, yeah, definite pressure on the CMA. Um, we've seen a lot of the political pressure from people up to the prime minister criticising the fact that the UK is the outlier here, and the signal that sends to businesses, because Microsoft has suggested that if the US was to go its way, which it now has. They would find some creative way to get around this. Yeah. Uh, it. People have speculated what that might look like. But yeah, I, if I, they did that. Yeah, I, I definitely think now that this deal will be um maybe not one hundred percent finalized, but like I, I definitely like my time frame for everything now feels a lot uh closer to everything being done and dusted now. Like, I feel that this was the big hurdle and now it's a sort of downhill slope. Yeah, the CMA appeal, did we say, was going to maybe take a year or so um, yeah, to go through? Yeah. It, you know, maybe that will speed up now. Um, if they can get a deal done with the CMA kind of through the back door, then all of that appeals process goes away. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they were already at a point yesterday where they were saying we are back around the negotiating table. We don't agree with the CMA's decision. That language was quite interesting to me because it suggested that they were going to do something that they really didn't want to do, but that in the short term was the better decision for them to get the overall deal over the line. Mm -hmm. The alternative was that Microsoft was going to have to wriggle around the CMA, you know, do some weird thing like, I mean, they wouldn't call Activision. <laughs> they wouldn't call... <laughs> <laughs> you can sell in the UK. Would they would they release a, a different version of the product here, uh, or not release it on Game Pass here, or set up some bizarre shell company which got around the UK's? I mean, it was all going to be a bit of a mess, and I think the CMA knew that Microsoft, with the FTC on its side, would create a really messy situation where the CMA is placed in a position where consumers in the UK are saying, "Look at the mess you've made." Look at the situation we're in. I don't get Call of Duty my Game Pass because of your decision. You're supposed to be standing up for the consumer. Average 
Call of Duty player here is actually disadvantaged by the fact that the CMA has taken such a hard line. At that point, the CMA, the pressure on it, the potential pressure, if this was all to play out, you could see that the CMA being like, oh, goodness, well, look, America's done it now, hasn't they? So I guess like we just have to sort this out as quickly as possible and as easily as possible. I think they'll still do it in a way that makes it look like the CMA has had some positive influence on this like they'll they'll get some concession and mm. say okay because they, they don't want to lose face and you know they, they protested the previous ruling pretty forcefully on cloud gaming they'll want to get something from that so they can then say look we've got our concession and now we're happy yeah, yeah for sure yeah because otherwise that that was pointless if they you know yeah made all this effort and then then nothing actually happened from that so yeah they'll they'll want something but i think that the deal will will go through now and it's just a formality of what small thing do they want to give the CMA. Yeah. What do you think that can be? I mean, their argument has has hinged so much on cloud gaming that that I think maybe it's it's something on that. Um what specifically I don't know, but I feel like the exclusivity thing just wasn't an issue for them. So is there some small thing around cloud gaming where they can help to future-proof as the CMA seems to want to? Do you think this would potentially start a snowball? I suppose if people have already agreed, they've already agreed, but this wouldn't start a snowball. Let's just say very, very hypothetically that Microsoft said, right, in the UK, we will actually extend our cloud gaming deals for another five years. So UK has 15 years with XYZ or whatever. This is a very hypothetical. Do you think then other people would be like, well, no, if you're doing it for the UK, you do it for us? Or do you think that it will be something that's kind of very sort of small token gesture specific to just the UK? I wonder if instead of extending what's out there already, Microsoft takes a penalty and says, well, actually, we're going to not allow game streaming in the UK because the game streaming market there, the CMA is really protective of it. And we just we aren't going to do that. It would be interesting if they do, because that then creates the issue of um, the fact that people have already paid for game streaming as a feature in Game Pass. Yeah. Because uh, it comes with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. There is, um, a, a, and that brings up, there's a similar situation with PlayStation Plus, where I don't know if you know, but there's some markets in the world don't have game streaming. And so there's actually like a fourth tier beyond basic extra and premium. Oh, I think those are the names. Yeah. Uh, where it's like premium, but you don't get the game streaming. Mm-hmm. And I want, and that's slightly cheaper because you don't get one of the features. So maybe, maybe Xbox does that for the UK. That uh, that actually seems quite fair. Um, well, not fair, but uh, yeah, uh, an option. Yeah. I feel like Microsoft might just go for whatever is going to be the quickest yeah. because they just want yeah. to get this through. Just get it done. They want to crack on and, and own Diablo and whatever else. So I feel like they just want a decision and just want to crack on now. So whatever is just the quickest, easiest thing in yeah. order to move forward, I imagine that's what they will, that's what they'll go for, which, like, I agree with you, might be. A penalty on their part just to prove that they are willing to make some sort of concession yeah yeah oh can you imagine being in the microsoft offices yesterday when the news was announced that must have been to be a fly on the wall 
Or does it actually just be there popping champagne? That must be after what a year and a half that it's been since they announced. Was yeah, it? yeah, January last year. So, gosh, what, yeah. a, what a feeling! What a feeling! I did quite like um, Lily Chang Mazzevi's tweets, which seemed quite pointed. Oh, uh, it's unusual for her. she said the legal system worked. A fair and neutral court has reached the correct conclusion about Activision Blizzard's merger with Microsoft based on facts and the law, um, as opposed to like gamers arguing. And I guess the whole argument about the was it the judge's son who works for Microsoft? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So like that's come up. The fact she's like, no, no, it's a fair and neutral court. Um, <laughs> it just seemed quite pointed, which amused me. I do enjoy her yes. tweets. Fair and neutral Lulu there. <laughs> um, if speaking of you know what must have been like in the room, what do you think it was like in the room at PlayStation yesterday? They must have seen this coming. Well, right? that's what I'm thinking. The fact Jim Ryan phoned it in, I feel like. Hmm. Do they? Did they expect this? Are they are they already planning ahead at this point, thinking, look, this is probably going to go through. What can we do about it? Are they already counting their coins to buy whoever else? Where it is. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Um, you know, I feel like Sony's maybe already moved on from this a little bit. Yeah, I did feel yeah. a little bit like I I think they must have seen it coming because even from someone who fair enough, like I'm involved in it in the sense that we write about it, so I'm more involved than like my neighbours or whatever, but. Even when we were waiting for a decision, I kind of knew which way it was going to go anyway. Like, I would have been surprised if they had ruled in favour of the FTC. So I can only assume that people who were even more closely involved with it would also have felt the same. For me, it was when you got that email from Jim Ryan to, I can't remember who now, but I think it was from earlier this year and they'd spent some time with Phil Spencer. It might have been in Brussels, actually. Um, when we were over there, they had a sit down and Jim Ryan was like, yeah, like, we're not going to have any problems. They're not going to pull Call of Duty from PlayStation. It's going to be on Sony platforms for years and years to come. And at that point, are you just trying, are you just playing sort of the public uh, role of saying, look, you know, we're, this isn't going to be great for, for gamers. Whereas behind the scenes, you know, it's it's pretty much a done deal and Sony's going to be okay. Uh, they, they would rather it didn't happen, but they know that they're not going to be ruined by it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as as Microsoft have made very clear, they are the they're they are in third place here. And Sony, I think, are pretty confident at the top with their with their big exclusives that sell a lot. They're selling plenty of consoles. I, I wonder if they're necessarily that worried about this behind the scenes because they know that they're already doing very well. Yeah. And they know that, okay, Microsoft, by comparison, needs some exclusives. I guess Sony is the biggest um, competition to Microsoft. So maybe they felt like, well, we need to set up some kind of uh, defense, I guess, against this. Um, but how much of that was just for show? How much did they really believe in it? Jim Ryan maybe didn't because he didn't bother turning up in person. So, you know, I, I feel like they probably knew, look, it's probably going to go through, but do we really care? No, because we're going to buy boom, 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 boom instead. So, all right. So, do you think this now kind of 
as we said, it's not a done deal, but it more or less is a done deal. Do you think this is now going to open the doors? Do you think like other developers in the studios are now going to be like, right, well, you know, Microsoft have just gone and got this golden goose. What can we do now? Or do you think people are going to be like, actually, this has been a bit of a slog. I'm going to ease off. Or do you think we're going to see a studio acquisition floodgate open? I think we might get a lot more acquisitions now, but maybe not to the size of this because mm. it has been, like you say, it, it has gone on a long time. It's probably a bit of a hassle. Um, so I think we're more likely to see an acquisition between companies that have worked together a lot and already have a relationship where I'm trying not to say Sony's going next, but <laughs> where there is a, an existing relationship that I don't necessarily think that'll happen, but it just feels like an obvious example. Um, you know, companies who have worked together a lot already have a working relationship and will be happy. Um, you know, Microsoft aren't going to oppose that because they have no relationship with Square Enix anyway, mm. um, if that were an example. So I think that kind of thing, yeah, fine. But I don't think we'll see anything quite to this size just yet. Yeah, I think that this deal, I mean, it's a historically large deal and I can't think of many other equivalent company buyouts that would command such a high amount, really. Um, I mean, Sony and Square Enix, yeah, I think that's a pretty um, obvious one to see happening. And you can see, you could see, you know, Sony and basically the whole industry holding its breath and waiting to see what the result of this deal was going to be. And then when it went through, um, being like, okay, well, you know, there's going to be no issue in us buying Square Enix. Now Microsoft have absolutely no legs to stand on to complain about this. And the regulators aren't going to bat an eyelid because if $70 billion goes through, then 15 or whatever it would be for Square Enix is, is going to be absolutely okay. And it's a, it's, it's a deal for the other side mm. rather than Microsoft again. Um, the, um, the only other one I'd keep an eye on right now is that, um, I thought it was really interesting. The decision recently announced by EA to split itself. It reminds me of what Square Enix did divesting itself of its Western studios. And I just wonder if there are similar moves going on behind the scenes there. Um, you typically make that kind of sort of streamlining or reorganization if, if you are potentially thinking about that sort of thing. Um, but you need to be a very big company to be interested in, in, in purchasing either half of EA. Mm. I can't really think of many other companies right now that I would say would be like, I mean, we just had from Microsoft, didn't we? All of that, that long list of potential oh, the shopping targets. List. Yeah. Sega came out and said, we're not on the market at the moment. But apart from that, um, Bungie on that list obviously got bought by Sony. Niantic, right now, I'd be surprised about, even though they are well, there's um, doing porn. The IOI rumored to be Xbox exclusive, the Project Dragon. That is an interesting one. Yeah, because they're the right, I think they're the right size studio that no one would bat an eyelid. They already have a really close working relationship with Xbox. Um, I, it, I, but, and you could make this argument about Square Enix. I wonder if 
I wonder what the business case is for actually buying them if they are already working on your games. Anyway, mm. you've got that deal in place. Well, that's the thing. What's what's the well? Obviously, there's a big difference. But what's the difference between acquiring a company and then just having an exclusive deal with them? Like, what what benefits Microsoft save buying IO Interactive rather than just saying, right, the next Hitman or the next whatever is going to be exclusive? Mm. Well, paperwork. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's, there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> but... <Yeah. laughs> I, don't, I, don't... I mean, this has always been the way, like, studios don't have to be owned by a company for them to be basically a second party. And they, like, games getting bigger, you need more and more support teams. You can see this right now with Microsoft looking um, to both Square Enix, uh, Western, formerly Square Enix, I should say, Western Studios, to support its teams. So Crystal is working on um, Perfect Dark mm -hmm. and Eidos is working on um, the other project, which the name has now escaped me, but they are. <laughs> Avowed? Um, no, it's not Avowed. That's Xbox. I can't remember. Yeah. So like, you don't need those studios to be yours to do that. It's it's a big PR win. I guess it's if you see a really long-term future with that company, and maybe they've got um, valuable IP of the, their own. So that, to me, suggests, like, yes, Square Enix, Sony would probably still be interested in that. I suppose it would also if you be... lock up the franchise, franchise, that's a really valuable thing. IO, Hitman, potentially valuable. Are people going to buy an Xbox just for Hitman? Maybe, I don't know. Less valuable than Final Fantasy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could also see Sony considering something like FromSoft. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, Elden Ring obviously has come out across multiple consoles, but there is a past history there of Bloodborne um, that I could imagine them. That's the sort of size of studio I could imagine being acquired. If Sony did um, something like that, but then also they... something like. Go on. Oh, I was going to say, if they did something like that, I would want them to be a little bit more like Microsoft is with their PC offering, though. Because I think they would, because I mean, like Elden Ring came across all platforms and things, and I think it'd be really. I don't. I don't know. I I just think that if they they were to buy a studio like that, they would need to up their PC game. I think. Mm, true. Also, um, was it Ubisoft a while ago who was saying that they were open to being bought? Yeah, they didn't completely close that door. Yeah, and you could see, like right now. Um, they, they've been in trouble for a few years. Um, at what point does Eve cash out? Um, I think for me, he's made enough of a stand that it, it would be very easy for him at any point in the last 12, 24 months to, you know, basically sell up, but he hasn't. And I think that that's like partly due to it, it has always been a family firm and he has a personal relationship with it that he wants to continue running it um but you could like if the next crop of assassin's creed games which is basically what the company is pinning all of its hopes on now don't pan out what not skull and bones then... <laughs> well interesting i mean the most interesting rumor about that recently is that um they're using skull and bones to do a black flag remake which is probably the far more profitable thing to do mm. with all of that technology at this point than release Skull and Bones, which is Black Flag, but without the, the assassins. 
Yeah. Um, what we've been talking sorry, about these your... acquisitions, we've been sort of talking generally about like award IP with their own. But then I suppose there's also, you know, like obviously Sony have been using Bungie uh, to work on like the, the Last of Us multiplayer and things. And so I suppose a lot of it could be maybe not so much what IPs that they could gain, but what talent they could gain from any acquisition. And Microsoft getting king for mobile. You know, is there a big mobile studio still out there for for one of these companies to acquire if they're looking to move into that space? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just want you to help you on Fable. That was going to annoy me, so I just looked up. Victoria, <laughs> oh. you had a joke you mentioned. Oh, no, I was just going to laugh. At, well, I was not laugh at you. That sounds really mean. But you said that your favourite quote, and your favourite quote is quite part. serious. My favourite quote from the whole proceedings was no sharpies and i just thought that was <laughs> that was my favorite quote from the weeks <laughs> ongoing what a bizarre brilliant court case um, <laughs> yeah. i look forward to the film of this in 10 years time yes oh yeah where bobby kotick insists on playing himself <laughs> <laughs> he's already in the actors guild yeah i mean <laughs> that's why that film is it moneyball yep uh that's yeah, got him onto IMDb. Maybe that's what he's going to do when Microsoft buys Activision. And uh, he's going to become a full-time actor. He gets his golden yeah. parachute and becomes a Hollywood star. <laughs> Maybe not star, but... <laughs> Who played Phil Spencer? Um, I would have Phil Spencer play Phil Spencer, because I like him. In his suit. Yeah, no, that was weird. Was <laughs> I'm trying to think of who'd be old enough in ten years' time to play someone. Just don't make it someone that's in everything. Like, I don't know, someone who's ever everything. How about your mate, Clive? Yeah, Ben Star. Ben yeah. Star. Star. Yeah. Star is this little film. Yeah, Star. Ben Star. S. <laughs> Phil Spencer. Yeah, because Phil Harrison is always big film. Anyway, I was trying to explain this acquisition uh, and things to my parents the other day, and I mentioned Phil Spencer, and they went, "The guy from Location, Location, Location," and I was like, "No, this is not. <laughs> We're from a very different. Like, I love you. You're my parents. You're wonderful, but no, <laughs> it's not Phil Spencer. No, that I would like to see. <laughs> Can you imagine little Scar? <laughs> He's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Phil Spencer. Anyway, play Phil Spencer. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sorry. <laughs> right, let's leave it there uh, before it gets any weirder and we'll be back next week with whatever weird stuff that's happened uh, the FTC may appeal uh, or the CMA may quickly come to a decision and by the time we next convene it is all done we shall find out uh, until then, Ed, where can people find you on Twitter or threads or social media? social media um i am at ed underscore knights pretty much everywhere victoria i am at little chop shop gal pretty much everywhere and i am at tom phillips cg pretty much everywhere all right thanks everyone for watching we'll see you next time bye for now. bye see you then.